ready, Freddy? Are you ready, Freddy? Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. <laughs> right? In the history of the show, we We've only done one episode solo. Uh-huh. You did one, right? About guns. Uh-huh. Right? Is that true? Mm-hmm. So I feel just a quick little Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like then we have to do Quick little, okay. Quick little thing here. All right. This is just what we do in this show, as evidenced by episode eighty-five. Yep. Okay. And what I wanted to say really quick, and I do think it ties into this show. Of course. Yeah. It's number one. Everyone says that there's nothing to say after tragedies like this. Which is not true. There's a lot to say. Right. Well, the people who say that are the people who don't want you to say anything, basically. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and there is also a feeling of, you know, for me, like, I didn't post anything about it because I, I really don't have anything to say. Right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm intaking. I'm listening. Right? Mm-hmm. And I do think that y- what you can do is you can evaluate what's being said. And... Right now, I don't think I've seen a clear example of... I remember I was in a heated argument with somebody and it was getting to the end, just not getting anywhere. And it was clearly like, hey, I'm going to go. I'm just walking away from this thing. And they said something like, but, or wait, or something. And I said, okay, what what are you going to say? And they were just like... Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah, nothing. Right. Because <clears throat> that's the game, right? The game is I go, oh, but, but, eh, and then you walk away, and then I have a semblance of, <clears throat> well, they didn't let me say my piece. Right. They he didn't, didn't really want to talk. They right. didn't really want to talk. Yeah. But then when I paused and was like, no, no, you have the floor now. Okay. Before I go, last word is yours. Nothing. Right. And I've never seen a clear example of like across the board, all these figures, political figures, mm-hmm. are getting an opportunity to be like, oh, no, it, and what, wait, what were you saying again? Mm-hmm. And, like, what you hear is, well, there's a little thing called the Constitution. Mm-hmm. It's like... Shall what, not be infringed. <laughs> yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Right. And and the the other thing that I find interesting is it goes back to what I said, I think, last episode, where you have people who are willing to indict whatever they they need to to justify their position so like mm-hmm. i don't like the education system it's liberal and in order to justify it, yeah all teachers are pedophiles then right you know the conspiracy goes all the way up yeah but then when you apply it to something like systemic racism like oh well you can't you can't take in all that context we just need to focus on today you know mm-hmm. or whatever um <clears throat> and it's the same thing happening here where you have people who, you know, when when I look at the situation and I say, cops are cowards, mm-hmm. I'm indicting the system or like in this show, right? Mm-hmm. Cops are, they're, they're a gang. They're indistinguishable right. from, you know, they own this city, right. you know? 
And they only pick on the disadvantaged. Right. right. Now, it's all made up by individuals, but you can still say that the cops are a gang or they're cowards or, you know, again, the, the, the slogan, all cops are bastards or whatever. Mm. Pigs but, in a blanket, fry them like bacon. Exactly. So you can say all that. And the, the, the same people who will get offended by that are the ones who will then... Man, I got something in my throat. <clears throat> man, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Sure. No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. <laughs> I always have something in my throat, too, which sucks. But um, they, they are... They, they will get offended because they'll say, well, not all cops are blah, 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 you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then when you ask them, like, what is education, the educational system or higher ed, especially colleges and universities? Oh, that's lib- liberal. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, they're, they're liberal. Based oh. liberal. Right. Yeah. Oh, all professors in, right. in universities yeah. mm-hmm. are leftist liberals? Well, no, but the institution is left and liberal. Oh, right. like police. Yeah are out of control, broadly speaking, as an institution, right? Yeah. They are a corrupt gang that has been reinforced and enfranchised by a system that throws money at them, that lionizes them, which took me a while to get to, but now I understand. It's, again, it's the nuanced discussion of coming growing up. It's like when you see somebody who's like, not... Not all cops are cops aren't heroes or whatever. Mm. You'll be like, chill out. We're at a parade. Mm-hmm. Let the police walk through. <laughs> They're the heroes. Yeah. Let's right. whatever. But it's subtly reinforcing this idea that to be a cop is to be a hero. Right. With nothing to justify that claim. And so what happens is they get into that position. They realize no one's looking at them. Mm-hmm. And then they get to revert back to the normal, greedy power-hungry people that they always were, and then that takes the forefront while hiding behind a veneer of, we're heroes just because we are police. Well, or they justify it. And they, like, I think Wayne Jenkins is probably a good example of someone who fits all of those categories, but will 100% argue to the death that he's justified in all of his actions. You know what I mean? Like, he, I don't think he would look at it as hiding or whatever, just that maybe the terminology is different. But it's this practically the same thing well it's the same thing right he says it in this show right that they're the ones who are putting their lives on the line right now at the same time they're the ones creating the situations exactly a lot of the time so it's like oh yeah you're putting your life on the line but you're also being very reckless right in the way that you go about your job and the way that you like we saw he he has you know been the people have died at the result of his policing right but he's going to say, well, I'm putting my life on the line. Right. Well, and they're also not putting their lives on the line, right? Exactly. They're confronting a guy sitting on his porch drinking a beer. Aggressively. Ex- right? They're creating And then the when you get this scenario in Texas where there is an opportunity to put your life on the line, literally, they don't do it. They totally wimp out. Exactly. It's like, you know, and it's the same group of people who... Last week, like you said, teachers were 
brainwashing students with CRT, mm-hmm. brainwashing them with L- LGBTQ, Praying grooming on them. kids, grooming pedophiles, yeah. and now all teachers need to be armed. All teachers should be go- undergoing like I guess John Wick style arms training, right? It's like you know, it's just is. <clears throat> I don't know. It's it's so. Uh, amongst everything else that's going on, like th- to see that such that switch happen so quickly for me is just so disheartening. And it just is like, there's just nothing you can do. Like you just, and, and to see people on Reddit arguing about it mm-hmm. and to see like the Ted Cruz video where he gets confronted and, and, he, he, and he doesn't away. miss it, but he doesn't miss a beat. Like as soon as the, 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 uh, the reporter says something about, uh, is this American exceptionalism? Mm-hmm. He does not miss a beat to hit the talking point of like just a, a proud American platitudes that he knows his base will will hear and be like, oh, this guy thinks America's bad, right? You know what I mean? Well, what, what's interesting <clears throat> is he he deployed a, a rhetorical um, flourish, whatever strategy, rhetorical mm-hmm. strategy. I've seen deployed by other conservatives, which is you're getting owned and the person says one word. So yeah. that mm-hmm. their person says, oh, so this is American exceptionalism. And he, oh, so you're saying we're not. Exce-? And he's like, right. no, see what he was saying was exceptionalism in the case of we're exceptional for these mass shootings. Mm-hmm. Right. He's not bringing in this broad. Oh, so you're going after the founding fathers. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, where's your constitution that you've written, right? Like, the reporter's not saying that, but he gets to latch onto that and be like, oh, so you don't think we're exceptional? It's like, right. no, no, I'm using in this sense. It also came up in an R.M. Brown video where he was showing, like, a debate between Steven Crowder and, um, or maybe it was Tim Poole and, and Tra- Matt Bender. Or, right. Or yeah. There's Crowder Tim Poole and Matt Bender, and, and then there was Charlie Kirk and oh, Kirk. Brianna Greyjoy. There you go. Yeah. And she said... One word, but it was like that. It was like, you know, so yeah, this is not, uh, you know, special. Where it's like, oh, so we're not special. It was like yeah. way out of context. Like she said that one word, and then yeah. he just took the word and said, oh, so you're saying that. And it's like, no, you don't understand that language can be applied. Like one word can mean different things in how it's used. You have to understand, right. you have to listen to more than the word, right? Right. Well, I mean, but even that is giving too much credit because it just is it's it's 100% bad faith it's not there's no actual dialogue like they're not looking to have dialogue with anybody they're not looking to change anybody's minds they're just looking to reinforce the base reinforce the talking points they're looking to weather the storm <laughs> yeah and see to another which again you know goes back to this show that that's the thing that institutions do what change now we're getting pressure what change do we feel like we can push for mm-hmm. that's incremental and then hopefully that will be enough to weather the storm right i will say i i am also disheartened by this whole thing obviously i don't know if it's just quantity mm-hmm. but this one feels different it feels different, I think, because of the way that police have acted and how it's been two days now and mm-hmm. they can't 
they they can't spin it anyway. Yeah. They've already sent one guy out there, right, to be like, I want to clarify something. And he didn't do anything. He, yeah. did, he gets asked a question. He's like, okay, we're going to leave now. And it's like, wow, you guys, like, strategized, and that's what you threw him out there? Right. Like, yeah. Say you're clearing something up and then don't <clears throat> clear anything up. So I, it feels also the enormity of the tragedy. Right. The footage of parents being detained outside a school where their children are being shot. The stories of, did you see the story of the lady who was handcuffed, knew one, mm-hmm. another officer, yeah. got her cuffs removed, and then jumped the fence, the ran in, grabbed her kids, and the stories of police going in and grabbing their own children mm-hmm. and then escorting their own children out. It is just, it, it's it's getting, we're getting to the point where there is no veneer left right that all that's left is the dance mm-hmm. they're just you, you just gotta keep doing the shuffle and now there's nothing in front of you to like hide what you're, you're just doing a dumb dance and right. everyone can see you doing it and the only thing you can think to do is just to perpetuate it and the one other situation that that it made me think of is again like with the like crypto stuff right mm-hmm. like nfts and cryptos like Everything is tanked. Everything has fallen apart. Every, like, to the moon, whatever else, has, has like, gone away. And people are left destitute. And the whales are left rich, just mm. like everything else. And the only thing you can do now... So did you... R.M. Brown put another video out today mm-hmm. about... Um, Gary V. Gary V. And he literally just spends a whole video breaking down Gary V's speech. Right. Which is like, <laughs> you could, I couldn't believe yeah. what came out of that man's mouth. Like, it, it really did feel like you programmed a robot with random, like, generated yeah. buzzwords, and it just spit it out. You could tell he didn't know what he was saying. All he had to do was say, and uh, we're on this motherfucking ride. Yeah, well, yeah, and he pointed out great in the video, which is just like, this is this is your convention. This is you knew you're giving a speech. You didn't even write anything. You didn't write. You just got on stage. You just started like freestyling, basically. And again, it, and he said it was like the the speech is like a um, it, it's like a terms of service. Yeah, you know, they, like mm-hmm. it, it's he, the fine print, basically. It's the fine. He's just saying like fine print, and, like <laughs> trying to dance. And again, yeah. you, you can see you're like this man has nothing to say. He has nothing to offer. There's nothing here. Right. The only thing you can do is just buy into it. And if you buy into it, guess what? You're not getting bought out of it. You know? Yeah. I, I I've been following the crypto stuff, and again, it, it was like I watched another guy interview somebody who got rug pulled twice Mm -hmm. and was a moderator on Discord for a third scam Mm -hmm. that is clearly a scam. And when asked, he was like, why are you doing this? He's like, well, I've been rug pulled twice, but, you know, I did my research. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, see, you are just blindly committed to this thing and there's no talking to you. Mm -hmm. There's no debate or discussion. There's no pie chart. There's no PowerPoint. You are in and you are buying the song and dance even though everyone else says it's a horrible song horrible dance not interested it's the same thing that the politicians are doing and their base is in Mm -hmm. 
this has to me revealed like if you can look at this whole situation and go, uh, we need one tunnel that people crawl through to get into um, schools. And then on the inside of that school, you just need guns literally everywhere and yeah. traps. If if that's what you can look at and, and what you get from this, like you're, you're gone. Like there's no discussion. Yeah. There's nothing. And it's so funny, I watched, I don't know why I even watched it, but somebody shared, like, a video of Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy Kimmel, like, does his little speech before his show, mm. and, you know, in it, he's like, uh, Ted Cruz, uh, Governor Abbott, I know you guys aren't monsters, I know you're you're human, it's like, no, they are monsters, right. like, like, stop with this, we need to be civil, yeah. sir, sir, Ted yeah. Cruz, sir. You need to be civil. You know, you need to do the right thing. Yeah. They're not going to do it. And the last thing I'll say is fuck the Democrats too. Yeah, absolutely. So so everybody they wants to be like, right, yeah, everyone wants to be like Republicans. All that. It's like, listen, I'm, I'm against anybody who's taking money from especially NRA, mm -hmm. but any interest that then governs their policy. Right. And all, there's all these Democrats, Adam Schiff, I think, they don't take money from the from the NRA. They take money from Lockheed Martin, right? See exactly like they take money from whatever that gun 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 thrip gun rip so whatever it's called some other arms manufacturer. They all take money from it. Yeah, yeah. It's, so anyway, to me, this is a clear cut case of if you're looking at this and you're like, yeah, I'm not I'm not moved to change my position. Then it's like right, you're, and the, you're the gone, other thing man. I've seen a lot of, which happen, which shouldn't be a surprise, it happens with everything, is, well, first of all, there's the, how could you politicize something like this, right? And we've talked about before that politics is everything, right? There's nothing that is not politics, uh, and and so asking questions or like proposing solutions after a bunch of kids get killed in their classroom is not politicizing the event, right? It's trying to figure out how we get this to not ever happen again. And I guess to Jimmy Kimmel's point, anybody who sees this or hears this and their first response is their first and only response is just, look, we just need to support the families. Thoughts and prayers, they're in our prayers, that's it. We can't politicize this. That makes you a monster, right? You are a monster. Mm -hmm. if, if you don't hear about something like this and immediately start trying to figure out how it doesn't happen again, you are a monster, right? Like, And to that point, there's all this, this other uh, line of thinking. I don't know if I've seen any like media figures go down this. Oh, I did see somebody on Twitter post something like this, but I don't know how popular that person was. But it's all over Reddit is the line of thinking of, well, 200 kids a day, which sounds high, but maybe that's true. 200 kids a day die from drunk driving. You don't care about that. Uh, all of these kids die uh, because of the flu. You don't care about the flu. And it's like, well, yes, we do care about drunk driving and the flu. We have laws for that. We're, despite those laws, still continuing to look for ways so it doesn't happen again, you know? And it's just like, outside of that, this is something that is not just, like, 
some random thing that can happen, right? Like this is uniquely American. There are drunk drivers in every single country you go to, right? There's the flu in every single country you go to. There's SIDS every country you go to, right? Not saying that that's a reason to not like be concerned about those things, obviously. This is very uniquely American. It does not happen anywhere else. It happened in England, was it? And they immediately put in laws into effect so it wouldn't happen again. Hasn't happened yeah, again. The, the big one is Australia. Happened in Australia and New Zealand. Hasn't happened again. So it's like, that is irrefutable. Take everything else away. Forget about arguing about gun laws. Forget about health care. That is the one thing that everyone has to be able to agree upon. This does not happen anywhere else. And then from there, you figure out why is it happening here? What makes us so unique? The, the one question I had, too, is, is there anything that I love so much that if you could show me that my connection to that thing, my love of that thing, or that thing itself mm-hmm. could be responsible for the death of, in this case, you know, was 18, 19, 19 mm-hmm. children? Is there anything that I would think twice about giving up? It's like, no. Yeah. I, 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 I can't, like, I love video games. Mm-hmm. If you could show me that the Xbox leads to the death of children, then I'm not playing the Xbox. Like, yeah. I, I will freely give up my right to to play games. I will freely give up my right to eat what I want to eat, yeah. you know what I mean? But these people, they look at their guns and they go, you can't make me give this up. Yeah. Like, who does that? Who right. who has that connection to something? I, I, literally, I can't think of one thing in my life yeah. that I would be that adamant to hold on to. Well, I guess you don't care about a little thing called the Constitution then. Uh, along those same lines, before we move on to the show, what can you tell me about Greg Kelly? Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly. I'm looking specifically at his Twitter account. Okay. Do you you don't know who Greg Kelly on Twitter is? The name. He's the, a Newsmax host, conservative oh, see, guy. I thought I thought his he, I thought there's a Joe Kelly. Maybe I got his first name wrong though. Joe, who's okay. the football guy? Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought there's. I, I know that he's a host of some crazy program. He always pops up in this stuff, and just is, Jesse Kelly. I was thinking. So you talking about this guy, Jesse? I don't know who Jesse Kelly is. I might have his his last name wrong. But yeah, that's Jesse Waters, thinking. the Fox News guy. No, Greg Kelly. I saw pop up. I've been checking. I've been checking in and out on Twitter a little bit. Uh, and Greg Kelly, I saw come up a couple times. Really quick, Jesse Kelly, host of nationally syndicated Jesse Kelly Show, host of I'm Right on the first anti-communist community college credits. Right. What channel? It doesn't say what channel that's on. Right. I think this is his. Like he's just his. his okay. Own well, this guy is more or less the same thing. Greg yeah. Kelly, conservative guy, saw his Twitter account and. It is so perfectly conservative Twitter guy that I'm not, I'm, 
I'm not it's a parody? fully convinced that it's real. Uh, so he's a Newsmax host. At Greg Kelly USA. Here's his Twitter bio. Anti-fake news media phenomenon. Speaking engagements booked through fall 2023. Big fan, all caps, of industrial-sized Skippy peanut butter. Ghosting all the scammers. And his header image is a picture of extra country Skippy peanut butter. And... Here's some of his tweets. I just want to go through some of his tweets, and I want to get your thoughts. I want to know if this is real or this is fake, okay? So on the 24th, he posts the uh, the uh, Jordan Peterson, his own version of the Jordan Peterson, I'm quitting Twitter, right? And mm-hmm. then he does his own version of not actually quitting Twitter. I'm cutting back on tweeting another 7%, going off the grid, no DMs. That was on the 24th. Okay, all of these following tweets come after that one. Mm-hmm. I used to go to Davos for the big meeting, quote unquote, but it's just a silly networking event. You and you feel like a schlub if you're not a billionaire. I'm going back to Six Flags, Great Adventure instead. Much more laid back and chill, except when I'm on Kunda Ka, roller coaster of the evil in parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> that's one here's another one. Oh, and i want you to guess what movie this is about i'm already steamed all caps about this movie to see it tonight i have to make a reservation like i'm flying to honolulu i should be able to wander in off the street give the guy 10 bucks and make myself at home all caps i'm this close to just getting a bootleg somewhere the northman Top Gun. See, I thought that wasn't out yet. Uh, my, my, my guess was Top Gun, but yeah. I was like... Hey, sit at Citibank. Your stupid city bikes stink. All these silly yuppies pedaling around like maniacs, blowing off stoplights, hurting themselves and others. Deadly threat. Cancel city bikes. <laughs> Bulletin. Joe Biden... At Joe Biden is wrong that we can't own two cannons. I have a buddy, in quotes for some reason, and he keeps two in his backyard, fires it safely and responsibly into mostly unpopulated woods, in all caps, on special occasions, capitalized for some reason. A cannon is technically technically not a firearm, can be operated, can be obtained without a background check. Kaboom. Okay. Um, report Texas school shooter Salvatore Ramos gets his name wrong this is from today so the name has been out for a while Texas school shooter Salvatore Ramos smoked a lot of weed fact so does America party on fools oh my god (laughs) like what is this Beto has a filthy mouth you'd think this guy was in the army back in World War II but he wasn't Silly man. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, so per, a perfect. It's so it's such a perfect parody that it's like, how is this? What level of self awareness does this guy have? Yeah, I mean, it, it goes to the thing where it's like you you joke because you're like, it it it's not fair because you watch one of these debates. I don't watch it, but every clip that I see. 
you have one side that normally is trying to like make a cogent argument and then the other side seems to just need to say something doesn't matter what they say as long as they say words they feel like they've they've advanced to the next level you know and and that largely is is how those debates i feel like are treated you know what i mean and this this does feel like you reading those i do get the sense of like how did a real person like do all of that it feels like machine learning and human you right. know uh project together mabel's ears are flipped nothing to do about it it's just the way it goes bro so so yeah that that just it's insane it's insane it's insane uh all right so part five yep did you take a look at the notes at all a little bit but not not much okay I didn't even bother to copy any part of the recap. I did read the recap on Vulture. I will link it in the description. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only note for this was same shit, different episode. Uh. <laughs> this, and I know we talked about it before, especially early on, where it's like they're going to be so limited by only having six episodes. I feel like this episode could not have existed whatsoever, and it would have been perfectly fine. On a... On a technical level, I liked the structure of them being interviewed and then, you know, portraying what they're what they're describing. As a as a procedural, I liked that. Like as a storytelling framework and the way that they executed it, I thought that was good. As a as anything beyond that, I totally agree with you. Especially with Steel, who yeah. I feel is just, I feel so bad for her. Give her something to do. Right. She just sits there and still is shocked. Yeah. She has shocked face after she keeps it. And it's like, I get it. I'm shocked too at, at the, the corruption. But at some point, you got to pick your jaw up off the floor and like move, move the plot forward. Do something. Um, yeah, the, 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 the big focus or I guess the big message of this episode or the, yeah, the, the focus seemed to be kind of like, this is, uh, this is how truly stupid these people are. First of all, these cops, right. And this is how willingly and easily they will flip on each other. Which I feel like that part in particular, I already had a very well, I was very well familiar with that from the rest of the episodes because the rest of the episodes are them talking about the other stuff that the other people did. It's like them flipping on each other. That's in the entire series. So it's like, I don't need an episode dedicated to that. Yeah, I'll say the thing that that made me think of is, um, and I feel the same way with, politicians and it kind of i don't know they explicitly portrayed this you can tell me if you think i'm off base here but i did get the sense that with especially some of those police they were like listen the corruption was going on and we were like stop us we were just waiting to be stopped 
and they it's revealed that they knew that an investigation was going on. Right, and right? they were still yeah. Well, that's where the stupidity comes in. They they Gondo and Jamel right all know that they're being investigated. They they know that uh, they're being. They know that they're being listened to. I have a feeling, right? Yeah, and and, and and Gondo knows that it can't be traced through FaceTime, and yet they're still having these fully incriminating conversations over the phone. the The thing that that gets me, and again, it goes back to I feel like, especially with politicians, the feeling is like, "Hey, you stop us." Yeah, like we 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 will capitulate and stop. But you need to make us, and I feel like that was the feeling in this episode of like they were like, "Hey, listen, we it wasn't like we were masterminding this thing. We were right. like out in the open, like, hey, somebody's and and they just didn't think that anybody would. They yeah. thought the system was so stacked that they could operate that way, and that again is how any power system operates. Yeah, it it goes to the limits that it feels like it's able to operate at. And then it keeps pushing those, you know what I mean? Until yeah. you finally get your hand slapped. But, you know, th- this is a, th- again, the, the show makes it a point to say that this is systemic corruption, that Jenkins was trained by a corrupt officer. Yeah. Who was probably trained by a corrupt officer. So this corruption, Jenkins was just the, the Z, he's the guy who pushed it beyond that limit and got his hand slapped. Yeah. Do we think that it's less, you know, kind of corrupt today? Right. Maybe it got reset a little bit. I bet there's corruption in right. the Baltimore well, Police yeah, Department. Yeah, if anything, it shows you just how much of an extreme you have to take it to for any action for to any take action. place. Exactly. Like anything slightly less than what Jenkins was doing is admissible, basically. Right? Like, like uh, go at it. Right. Uh a little bit to that point um on the in the Fenton thread when he was um live tweeting the show. Mm-hmm. He pointed out that the off the chain dialogue, right? There's that moment where they make it a point where Gondo and Jamel are talking to each other and um Hi doggy. Dogs are playing with each other in the background. <laughs> and they're going back and forth. Jenkins is off the chain. He's off the chain, yo. Uh, that is uh, verbatim from the wire that the FBI had on them. That in, that exchange. <laughs> oh, it's, I see. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not. It's like word for word. word for that word. is what was. That's the transcript. Oh Crazy. Crazy. Um. So yeah, I didn't have uh, very mu- very many notes just because I feel like everything I saw in this episode I've seen in the other episodes. Whereas uh, at least in the other other episode, I feel like we're exploring stuff we either haven't explored as fully before. Um, and then you also have elements in this which I do appreciate of like seeing how this affects real people in mm-hmm. their real lives. Mm-hmm. And the episode. Does it end with the Impala being taken away? That's the very end, or no? The the end is Suter, right? Yeah, him but, him looking out the window. Right, towards yeah. the end is where you, Suter sees the Impala being towed away, which is the guy's car. Um, 
And then, so the one note I did copy down from the recap uh, is is basically along that line, along those lines with Suter and what we were talking about before about uh, com- complicence, complicency uh, amongst all the other cops. Extremely interesting and subtle contrast set up in this episode between Suter and a devoted Jenkins recruit named K. Stop. The show has been using Suter as an example of a good cop, someone who was part of Jenkins' unit but slipped off into the homicide division once it was once it was clear he was on the take. But Suter took the path of least resistance, which isn't the same thing as a clean break. It was easier for him to play along uncomfortably with Jenkins while looking for the exit. By contrast, when Jenkins and Herschel give K-Stop a hypothetical, he's firm about not wanting to be a dirty cop. It's not a one-to-one comparison. Suter is thrust into a situation, not a hypothetical, but Suter's guilt over his silence comes through in the final moments. Um, and I, th- I guess the question for me is like, well, again, going back to the um, Fenton's tweets, the, again, that, uh, that, uh, dialogue exchange between K-Stop and uh, Herschel and Jenkins Mm -hmm. is what he testified happened in court, like word for word. That's the exchange. So, you know, because my, my question is kind of like how, obviously it's not super common or else we wouldn't have this show, but like how realistic is that, you know? And even then there's, to me, there's like still a level of complacency going on, you know, because I guess we don't know how much K-Stop knew about what was going on, but like you would think there'd be a suspicion or something, right? Yeah. You know, like I can't imagine that he's completely innocent. If you drive me to an empty lot to ask me if I want to be dirty, <laughs> exactly. I think I'm going to walk away being like, I think they're dirty. <laughs> Yeah, but I did appreciate that because I got that same feeling. I think we've talked about before that Suter was being set up as the good cop, even though it's it's you know been shown that he's been com- complicit in a lot of this stuff uh, with the car crash and all that stuff. And I think now we do get like a flashback to the scene in the car where he's like picking up the money, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't definitively show him taking, taking it or whatever. It, yeah. But I think you can judge by the way he reacts to all the news. You can assume that he did take it. Yeah, another moment where you just want to be like, hey, guy, if you're trying to get through this, just sit through this little press briefing. Don't stand up and walk away (laughs) in front of everybody (laughs) else on the force, especially after one of them goes, hey, didn't you work with Jenkins? (laughs) And then you just quickly get up and go, I got to use the restroom. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Totally not dirty. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to be like, just wait it out, buddy. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and I will say that uh, I think in the very first episode, I mentioned that uh, there was a, I read a spoiler on the subreddit. It has to do with Suter. So, and I'm assuming that's going to happen in the sixth episode. So, ne- next episode is the last, right? Last episode, yep. And I th- would think it's going to be all about, it's the pretty much the majority of it would be Jenkins interview, right? Because we haven't gotten we haven't any really gotten anything him. from Jenkins interview with the FBI yeah, the, yet. The 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 last thing was him still denying everything, right? We haven't got 
gotten him. I th- yeah, anything. I think the only thing we've ever seen after him being arrested was when the uh, interim commissioner comes in, Jay Landsman. Is that? I think that's the wire. I think that's <laughs> the wire character's the, name, but yeah. that guy, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin yeah. Davis walks in there and he does yeah. the whole, he looked me straight in the eyes or whatever. Um, that is one thing too. I want, I did, I did think about is I wanted to see everybody get arrested. Like we saw Jenkins get arrested, mm-hmm. you know, because you get the scene where it's like, it's replaying and they all walk moment. in the and building. Everyone's walking to the building, but then it just goes on to whatever. It's like I kind of wanted to see those guys get arrested. Like I wanted to see them get ambushed, like Jenkins mm-hmm. did. <clears throat> yeah, I. I mean, I wonder. I. I can't help. I couldn't help but wonder, watching this, what like. You know, I don't know. Have things progressed? Again, I, I just maybe I'm just reacting in the moment, but I feel like the the conversation about police can shift in this moment mm-hmm. because they so clearly are being exposed for like serving their own self interest in the face of the slaughter of children, right? Yeah, that this show feels very like you know. It, it, it almost already feels dated. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, like the, the points it's making, I think it's making it very clearly. And, and it, it is, I think a very good document. The more that, again, I, I see the actual reports and the actual testimony, they're doing a, a phenomenal job of reflecting what actually happened. And there's, yeah, totally. there's, there's a lot of value in that. But I almost now want to like, I want just an unapologetic, there's no good people here. You know what I mean? Like I'm ready to like move the goalpost even further into like, they're not heroes. Here's the first show. You know what I mean? Like I keep thinking like, have I seen a show that is just unapologetic? Like the, the, the police as you have been bred and trained to view them is a false narrative full stop yeah we're not going to apologize for it and and again i think this story what happened in texas is is an example of that where i'm not seeing any heroes right even in the in the wake of it i'm not seeing people stepping up i'm not seeing people apologizing i'm seeing people running and scurrying and trying to project a narrative and control the narrative. You know what I mean? It's disgusting. Right. Well, and I think part of that, too, is that it, acknowledging that the system is fucked, right? There, it's just like, it, it's it's no good, right? There's, not, there's, there, there's nothing you can do about it. And part of that acknowledgement is recognizing that, like, the system makes the cops bad. Right? Maybe they're bad people, whatever. Take that out of it. The system makes them bad. Mm-hmm. You cannot be a good cop. You just can't because the system doesn't let you. Yeah. And so that has to be completely reconfigured. And your idea of what police do has to be completely recontextualized. Yes. Yeah. Because the way that they're viewed now, right? Someone shared on Twitter... Um, 
this uh, image, probably from some Facebook post, of the uh, Uvalde police force. And it was a statistic like 40% of... The budget, 40% right? of the of, of of citizens' taxes, of the Uvalde citizens' taxes go to funding the police. And it was a picture from the police being like, this is your police force. And they're wearing like all this tactical gear. And it's like a, they're just cosplaying as like uh, uh, Rambo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just it's like that. That's not what police should be. It's not what they actually are, obviously, because they're all cowards. Mm-hmm. Like, And at the same time, I, I get it. If there's some, cr- if there's somebody crazy enough to run into a school and shoot kids, I would be terrified too, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'd react in that situation, but it's like we have to completely rethink this whole thing. Well, yeah, exactly. And and I want to make that clear. I'm not. Again, I'm talking about the institution, right? I'm ready to yeah. have the conversation that the institution is so broken and vile that it can't but help spit out sludge you know and you get tainted in it by being in proximity of it so yeah there's people that make up all these institutions but i can still say just like people on the other side of the political spectrum from me like they can look at the educational system say they're all groomers and leftists and blah 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 Mm -hmm. I can also say, I think they'd agree with me. We can look at Wall Street and be like, they're all greedy. They're all money hungry. They don't mm-hmm. care about workers. They don't care about whatever. Same thing about CEOs, right? Mm-hmm. I saw another thing today that CEO pay is on the rise for the last few years while median income from, from blue-collar workers is like static. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like all that stuff. And so you 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 live in that system. You should be able to level broad critiques at that system without needing to sit there and say well you're you're demeaning you know all the people like how can you say they're cowards where were you on 9-11 it's like yeah, yeah i get it i get it i absolutely get it but what i'm saying is let's look at how they operate in this society and it's cowardly mm-hmm. it's power hungry mm-hmm. it's greedy as all hell. Yeah. And they are overfunded. Let's yeah. start there. Let's just have a question about funding. They don't need as much funding. Right. You know what I mean? And community policing haven't seen a better argument for it than this situation too. Because who did you have going in to try and save the children? The people of the community. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Communities care about their communities. Right. If you're a police officer... And you don't even live in the community that you yeah, police. You live 45 minutes away. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Why would you go in there? No, you wouldn't. Right. right? And you're not brought up to view your life as expendable because all you hear from them is, we're, we're in danger all the time. And we're that's the job. Why are you complaining about it? Then don't do it. Or that's the same thing that came out in like, I remember listening to the podcast about Philando Castile. Mm-hmm. And they found you know, um, audio of the cop that shot Philando Castile on a traffic arrest like two weeks before, literally have a panic attack, couldn't control his breathing because he was so revved up over like a traffic stop, like a traffic chase. And you can hear other officers being like, hey man, chill out. Like what is wrong with you? The guy ran 
But yeah, that's like that's what they do. Yeah. If you can't handle that, then don't do the job, right? right. If, if you can't say like I am in a dangerous job where my life is at risk and I right. won't use that as leverage against people who try and say, you know, you're paid too much or whatever, don't do the job. Right. Well, well, not only that, and again, to the point of the show, kind of is like, if that's your coworker, say something about it, right? Like, obviously, maybe it's not going to do something right away. But, like, tell somebody, like, hey, this guy should not be out on the streets. This guy should not be pulling people over. This guy should not be, you know, working in the community. He's just unstable or whatever. Uh, another thing, the, I think the last thing I wanted to talk about, which, again, goes back to just feeling, like, disheartened by everything, is the the one thing that, the, another thing that the show has been really good uh, in demonstrating is how much work is kind of going on behind the scenes between the DOJ and between the mayor and between the police union and the police commissioner after all of these things <laughs> are said and done out in the public Freddie Gray has happened mm -hmm. the task force is being exposed um you know we're finding out that uh, a police officer sh shot and killed somebody just because he didn't feel like chasing them, right? And what we get from it is an, a consent decree, which is just like an official acknowledgement that we did some stuff wrong. Right. That's it. That's what you get from it. And even that is being fought for like tooth and nail. Mm -hmm. It's like, so how do you compete with that? <laughs> Hi, doggy. Ace just going to town over there. Does he get does he get worked up like that a lot? Not a lot, but yeah, occasionally when they start when they play for a long time like this, he gets worked up. <laughs> He's still going for it. Good for him. Yeah. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. As Ace, <laughs> <laughs> if Mabel plays for too long, look out, Mabel. Yeah. And look at her. She's oblivious yeah she's still yeah she's she's ready she just wants to play nonstop. so um yeah so i mean i again i think th this episode is solid right it doesn't do anything you know di different than what what it what it's trying to do yeah i mean like i said i just felt like it, it i'd i've seen all of this before mm -hmm. in the previous four episodes mm -hmm. so i just really felt like um, there's a lot of talk about the Treat Williams scene. What'd you think about that? He's the um, the in police instructor that gives the very on the nose oh. war on drugs. You're going to war with the community. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, very on the nose. Very on the nose. Uh, and again, I don't doubt that they are on the nose like like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um. But yeah, I, I'm the the one thing that I'll say about like the TV, the television medium is I do wonder, right? Because this is all streaming. Really, what HBO wants is content, right? Well, I guess I just made my own point. I was like, why, why do, why do things have to be like certain amount of episodes and stuff? Just like, why, why can't you just make well, it's a the two Netflix episode. problem, right? It's the it's the Netflix documentary that's four episodes long that should have been two at the most you know what i mean 
That's all it is. Right. But I mean, the other, the other weird thing to me is like Netflix is having trouble keeping subscribers and being solvent and they're shelling out $30 million per episode of Stranger Things. Right. It just, it still feels like, hey guys. Well, they're not. Again, they're, we've talked about this before. They're not. They're making billions of dollars a year. Right, right. right they're right, having right. trouble keeping the line going up. Right, right. And 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 my my thing is like, why don't why don't you guys just think about overhead, right? Versus a amount of content. Like yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, I, I do feel like <clears throat> it's already a six episode season, which is an odd number. Um, it could have been less. Um, but the other thing too is it could have been more like the things that I really liked were, were last episode, two episodes ago. Now I can't remember where you see the, the protest. Mm -hmm. I love that. I would have loved to see just two whole episodes going into like the details of what were the details? I know those protests were longer than a day, right? Like, Walk me through it. Like, take two episodes and make it like, here's how the protests were. Here are the people involved. Here's how the people were feeling. Let's reflect that. And it's not it's not interested in that story. I get, I get it, but I almost wish that they had expanded and just told an even more in-depth story that showed me more of the community. I've, I'm desperate to have more access to the people affected by these yeah. officers and not just the officers. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you were also not given those kind of like satisfying moments of just watching them all get busted. Yeah. <laughs> like that'd be nice too. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's in the last episode, but who knows when they all get summarily executed. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, mm. that's all I got. Um, under the banner of heaven. Uh huh. Um, still, got, I think I'm actually behind. Mm -hmm. Man, too much. Barry. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Best show, potentially, potentially ever. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh huh. Uh, Better Call Saul. Uh huh. Absolutely. Again, not knockout. Love it. Um, and I get recommended now because I I got. You know, I, I think I talked about on here that in my low periods, I, I've turned to reaction videos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm off the reaction game pretty much. I, I got a little bit. I wanted to see people react to Kendrick Lamar, uh -huh. especially some of those <laughs> some of those songs. And uh -huh. got especially to see some white dads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. I, they still come up in my algorithm and I was looking through it the other day and it was just, yeah, it was just, they're all psychopaths. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people who just have reaction videos, I just don't know any of them. Like, do they have a normal psychology? Like it just, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's just a weird thing to well, and that's what I've said to you before, too, is like, I think the main reason I can never get into those is that, you know, they're never genuine, right? It can never be genuine because the, it, it can never be like a natural 
reaction to what they're listening to or watching because they know they're being it's always performative they know they're being filmed they know they know they're making a video for it so it's like it just feels strange to me yeah it is so anyway um what 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 else is am i doing yeah that's basically all right